All right. So, welcome, greetings. This is Ian. I am the Young Adult Pastor of Freedom Center Church, and welcome to Your Christian Life, a podcast that aims to empower young adult believers to follow Christ in their everyday life. And we're so excited that you figured out how to listen to a podcast and joined us here. I am welcomed or greeted with, I don't know, I have a special guest, Pastor Josh, the creative pastor. What's going on, Josh? I'm doing well. I'm actually, uh, I'm kind of nervous because uh, we record podcasts all the time. Uh, the church's kind of main podcast, um, but I'm always the one asking the questions. I'm never yeah. the one answering questions. Yeah. So I've never done a podcast before where I've been the one on kind of on the other end. So I'm I'm nervous but excited. Well, let me tell you, I have some hard hitting questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I have. So the first one I hear. Uh, so you started previous just before quarantine started. Yes. But you're going through and watching all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Yes. Yep. In order. Correct. So, well. Not in order they were made, in, right. in chronological Chronolo- order. So which yeah. is your favorite, and why is it Ant-Man 2? <laughs> <laughs> so I still have, I've seen Endgame, but I haven't watched it. I, that's where I'm at right now, so okay. I haven't seen Endgame. And then I've actually never seen The Last Spider-Man that just came out. So okay. um, that's kind of been like the reward to like, I got to get through all of this so that I can go through sure. and watch The Last Spider-Man. Um, some of the movies that I feel like people give really bad reps for, I didn't think were that bad. Okay. And then maybe there's other ones that, people really enjoyed that i didn't like that much um so like ant-man both of the ant-mans are really well reviewed and i didn't really enjoy either of them um i think it took me three nights to get through ant-man 2 where i'd watch (laughs) it for like 20 minutes and then just turn it off because i didn't want to watch it anymore but i'm like i have to get through it yeah so that i can start uh the third avengers movie okay so like i have to finish this movie to do that um so yeah, I'm. I really enjoyed it. I didn't know that we were going to be in a global pandemic when I started it, but I'm kind of glad that I had that. To, to it's kind of a reward at the end of the day. Sure. Like I've got two little kids, so they go to bed, and then I like, okay, I survived another day. I get yep. to watch a Marvel movie. <laughs> so, the only problem with this one is the the Last Avengers is three hours long. Yep. So if I started at nine o'clock, I'm not going to end till after midnight. I haven't been able to find a day to commit to yeah. that yet. I've learned that as a parent. You don't get to watch movies in one sitting anymore. It's, yes. You have like right. next week, last right. week on Avengers yeah. Endgame. <laughs> right. Well, my son's two now, so he's at the age where you can't just put stuff on the TV because he'll see it and it'll actually scare him now. Okay. So like he'll see, you know, Spider-Man fighting a bad guy or whatever and like start crying. Yeah. So it's like, OK, we can't put that kind of stuff on yeah. the television while he's awake anymore. Whereas when he's six months old, you can put him in front of whatever because he doesn't even really know what's, know what's going, going on, on yeah. at all. Yeah. Visually, then nothing's clicking there. It's just lights yeah, and colors correct and, yeah. yeah we were yep. playing uh um on jackbox we were playing murder uh murder mystery party or whatever it is yeah and all the the people make like somewhat violent noises when they die in the yeah. game and the little guy was laughing at every single <laughs> one <laughs> uh, should i be concerned <laughs> I, yeah, like I, i'm i know i'm not but i right. have those concerns as a parent like he's not a psychopath right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep uh so, so the reason we brought you on, um, and it's funny because this is your title, but we're mm-hmm. actually going through a series uh, through the podcast talking about creativity yeah. as a believer, and you happen to be the creative pastor. Right. So what is One your of. philosophy on creativity? Yeah. So I think, um, I don't know how deep you want me to get, but I think a lot of times people work with in the creative department at a church, and whenever that person that's in charge of that creative department ends up taking another job or leaving or doing something else. I think the natural thing to do is 
who is that person's right hand mm-hmm. person and then we're going to call that person to be the person that's in charge now but i think there's a really big difference in being a creative and managing creatives i sure. think those take very different skill sets so maybe the person that is your number one creative they're actually not that best person to be running that department sure. they're actually better on the field it's like being in the army and promoting the best warrior to be a general. It's like, no, he should be on the field fighting. So my philosophy when it comes to creativity is I want to empower my team to be as successful as they possibly can be. And I want to challenge them in ways that they aren't normally challenged to get the best out of them that Mm -hmm. I possibly can. So when it comes to music, I'm not the best musician. When it comes to art, I'm not the best artist. Um, but I think I know how to manage creatives well. Sure. And I think that's kind of my philosophy is um, don't get in the way of my creatives. Yeah. Give them the most avenues that I can to see them succeed and then just let them let sure. them do it. So now in those types of positions where you're, you're leading them into areas of creativity, yeah. um, it, it requires a certain level of creativity to come up with ideas that, that makes them excited. Because yeah. if you say, hey, we're, we're doing X, Y, or Z, and it's the same thing sure. we've done 10,000 times, yeah. I mean, even me personally, not a creative, I'd get really bored with that. Yeah. I think there's a fine line between overwhelming people and challenging them. Yeah. And that's that's a line where I don't think you're ever going to get right no. every single time. There's going to be times when you're like, I gave my team too much yeah. and they're overwhelmed now. Yeah. But you don't want to underwhelm them at the same time. Right. So we've done a lot of big projects in the last couple of months between the, the vision documentary that we did, um, the Easter service, uh, even right now, I'm challenging the team every week for worship while we're in this season of quarantine. I want it to look different than yeah. the week previous because because of that. I don't want it to be this monotonous. Right. Um, we're doing the same thing we've done the last yeah. eight weeks uh, just to keep people engaged, keep people feeling like they're being challenged. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I forgot what the question was. but Well, I mean, that's just philosophy about creativity. And mm-hmm. the things that you're doing, I think, it kind of – piggybacking off of some of the things we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, you know, the Lord is creative. Yep. And I think that we, I think saying dishonor is probably too strong, but I think you get what I mean. But I think we do the Lord a little bit of a disservice mm-hmm. by doing the same things over and over again because sure. it worked. Yeah. You know, um, so that, so that kind of ties in. So as a believer, mm-hmm. what is, what is creativity um, have a place or what is the place in creativity as a believer in glorifying the Lord? Yeah. I mean, I think when you think about it, like God himself is a creator, he's the ultimate creator. And so I think anything that we do, and I think you guys talked about this on your podcast a little bit last week, but, uh, a lot of people think of creating as music Mm -hmm. or art, but really all day long, every day you're creating, um, whether you realize it or not, you're creating an atmosphere when you're at home with your children Mm -hmm. You're creating an outfit when you put the clothes on that you're going to put on for the day. Uh, You're creating whenever you decide what you're going to eat for lunch that day. You know, um, creating doesn't stop. And ultimately, I think everything that we create reflects how we feel and how we think about the Father who is the ultimate creator. Yeah. Yeah, that there's this uh, this certain worldview that we get to express Mm -hmm. in ways that, um, you know, just not creating doesn't allow us to do. Yeah. You know, that by creating environments or challenging people in different ways or, um, you know, doing also, we get to express the human condition yeah. in ways that's so fascinating to me. Right. That's so fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, it's important to stay challenged. Like, 
even during quarantine, it's so easy to just fall into this. I can't leave my house, so I'm going to do nothing. Yeah. And man, that like can suck your soul out quicker than yeah. anything else. Like you have to stay challenged, learn a new skill, read a book, try and make life interesting for your kids because they're doing the same thing every single yeah. day. You know, um, I'm thankful that my kids are young enough that they don't really know what's going on right now. But I have friends that have, you know, nine-year-old kids and they say, dad, what are we doing today? And it's like the same thing we've been doing the last 40 Trying to days. to take over the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> same thing we do every day, Pinky. Uh, man, I love that show. Um, so, but yeah, that's, uh, you have to stay creative. You have to stay challenged. Yeah. Constantly. Because if you're not growing, you're, you're doing the opposite of yeah. that. There's no like, I'm just staying here in this spot right. until the quarantine's over and then I'll continue to right. grow or continue to get better. And um, I think this might be going on a tangent, but the, I think the quarantine in itself is revealing people's characters yeah. to a max, right? Yeah. So if you had marriage problems before, maybe you could hide them. But now that you're locked in your house with your wife all day long, it's kind of exposing that mm -hmm. there, there are problems there. Or if you have an anger problem, maybe you could hide it a little bit better yeah. because you could go out in the woods and punch a tree. Well, yeah. now you can't do that. So um, I think people are learning a lot about themselves during this time and maybe some things that they don't like. Yeah. So challenge yourself with that. Challenge yeah. yourself to get better in areas where you didn't even maybe realize I have a problem here. Yeah. Mine was busyness. I love um, being on a schedule and knowing what that schedule looks like. I love waking up in the morning and saying, okay, from seven to eight, I'm gonna be at the gym. From eight yeah. to nine, I'm gonna be in prayer nine to three i'm going to be at work and then yeah. i'm going to come home with my kids and basically quarantine just kind of thrown all of that yeah. out, out the window and so that's like okay i need to get better with being able to just um at any moment notice the entire schedule changes mm -hmm. and i can't let my attitude change because it's not what i thought the day was going to right. be like yeah i can't I, you know i think what i've noticed is this loss of every the the normalcy yeah the loss of um you know the scheduled times and structure is all just thrown away and we're just left right. there with no more excuses. You mm -hmm. know, I can't tell you how many times I've thought or I've seen people talk about, man, I always said that when I had more time, I do X, Y, or right. Z and I'm still not doing X, Y, right. or Z. Yeah. It had nothing to do with that. Yeah. And we no longer have those excuses. Yeah. I see like the, you know, like the honey do list where it's like, oh, I'll get to that whenever I have yeah. time. And then it's like, well, hey, you have time now and yeah. you're still not doing right. it. It's like, oh, right. Yeah. It wasn't the time thing. I just don't want to do you it. You just you don't know? want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think, but then we get to use that as, as ways to, I think like it's, it's almost the sanctification process now. Yeah. Now I, I cannot use anything as an excuse. This yep. is who I am, yep. what I am and how I am. Yeah. Now we have to decide, am I going to invest mm -hmm. or am I just going to regress? Yeah. And, and it's just, we've literally never been, um, we've never been blessed with a better time for that. Yeah. Never, never before. Yeah. And I think that's something, um, just to kind of go back to creativity again, that I've kind of been challenged with this week is, uh, man, there's a lot of negativity out there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that are afraid. There's a lot of people that are angry. And I think specifically as creatives in the church, uh, it's our, I, it's our, um, we need to be the people that are throwing the most hope out there as yeah. possible. We need to be creating social media campaigns that are portraying hope and yeah. love and peace because I'm going through podcasts all day long on my phone to try and find people that are going to tell me it's going to be okay Yeah, because I want to hear that. Right. I don't want to hear, um, we're going to need to be quarantined until 2022 right. <laughs> and this is the worst recession since the great, re the great recession right. or the, the great depression. Right. You know, I want to hear people speak truth and life 
And so I think right now as a church, we have just a vital opportunity to go so anti what culture is doing, which is freak out, cash out the 401k, mm-hmm. stockpile money under my bed, right. buy ammunition, um, and just trust and and believe that God is good yeah. and that he has our best interests in mind. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, it's and and figuring out ways to do that that because now I mean I, I know you've seen what Facebook looks like or social media in general. Oh yeah, it's you crazy. Just, just even the like setting aside the negativity, the sheer volume mm-hmm. that now people have so much more time that what else am I going to do but take twelve surveys and tell people the ten things that are sure. unpopular that I dislike. Sure. So now we have to figure out creative ways to cut through that noise. Yeah. And. I mean, that alone is what I, I call like unconventional creativity. Yeah. You know, it's not painting a portrait. It's right. not writing a song, right. but it's identifying a problem yeah. and then coming up with a solution. Yeah. And I mean, you've seen it like Facebook servers um, are crashing like they've never crashed before because there's traffic on them that is crazier than it's ever been before. You know, think about all the millions of people that go to Easter service every Sunday yeah. and every single one of those people did it online instead yeah. of in person. And you saw tons of technical failures from lots of large churches um, just because, like you're saying, like everything's online right now. And that's I think we know it's not healthy. (laughs) Um, And I think that's where people get in arguments and get angry at each other. And um, yeah, it's a crazy time. It's definitely one of those times where I think 20 years from now, Hollis is going to ask me. Dad, what was that like to be yeah. a part of that? Like, yeah. well, son, you were alive. Yeah. You didn't realize anything was different at all, you know. But, um, yeah, it's just a crazy time, and it's um, it's a good time to uh, look at yourself and ask how, how can you improve. Yeah, yeah, because something that I've – anytime I read notes or read, you know, like the great screenwriters or mm-hmm. authors or, or musicians, they, they talk about how much they read and yeah. how much they research and how much they right. listen. Yeah, and you know, and I think that we think we get this perception. I, I was watching the documentary King's Kaleidoscope put out yeah. um, for the most recent album. Mm-hmm. And the I forget the guy's name, but he was talking about how difficult songwriting is. Yeah. And that was the first time it was like, oh, they don't just magically come up with the words. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. not just and they don't just copy the most recent psalm that they happen to listen right, to. Right. You know, and and. uh and it's just such a great opportunity to yeah. to invest in those skills. Right. And I think what makes those type of writers so great is they hit those blocks, but they figure out to get ways past them. They don't just give up. You know, it's like, yeah. I wrote this song. It sucks. I'm never going to write another song yeah. again. It's like, no, they're constantly, for every one awesome song you hear, they wrote 99 terrible 100%. ones. And so I think just not giving up, um, continuing to do it. And when you, when you find things you love, I think it's easier to just not give up and yeah. try to get better at them. Um, but I know I've seen Pastor Kyle's journals that are just full of lyrics that he's written yeah. that nobody will ever hear because they're terrible, yeah. you know, <laughs> but he has to get through all of that to actually find the, find the good songs yeah. that he writes and the ones that he does finish. I'm like, dude, I've never heard a song that you've written that I don't like. Yeah. You know, they're all good. Yeah. So like, keep going. Yeah. So, so there's a level cool. of perseverance that, uh, that the great creatives don't, aren't necessarily the most creative people ever. Yeah. You know, like I think the Mona Lisa's painted over another version of the Mona Lisa, right? right? right. Like yeah. Da Vinci said, this wasn't good enough. Right. It wasn't his first attempt yeah. at painting that face. Right. I think the best creatives, they just continue to create because they have to. Yeah. They can't not create. Yeah. You know, like there is, 
there's people that are like, I'm going to take art class. And then when I'm done painting, I'm done painting. I'm going to move on yeah. to the next thing. But there's people that are out there that are like, no, I have to keep this going. This is the only way that yeah, I can express. Like, right. And right. I have to express. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's what makes a great creative. Yeah. And I think like to kind of touch on that, that un unconventional creativity, there's, we all have things that we want to and need to express at a fundamental level Yep. that I need to do something. I need to challenge. I need to express, right. Um, some way it's, I only choose to wear these colors because it expresses something, yeah. you know? And, yep. um, I think that it's important for people to understand that, that everyone's creative. It's not mm -hmm. just a right brain, left brain thing. Absolutely. And I think that's, a we're holding ourselves back from being able to show off the Lord in those areas. Definitely. You know? Yeah. I think some of the best creatives in the world, um, are creating things that you wouldn't think are normal creative yeah. things. So some of the accountants out there that view what they're doing as an art might be some of the best creatives and right. they create spreadsheets every day to help businesses because they can't help but right. do that. They right. love doing it and they need to do it. Yeah. And if they don't do it, they feel like part of them is missing. Yeah. You know? Um, so un unconventional creativity, I hate that we even have to call it unconventional because everything, like I've said, is is creativity. Yeah. Uh, it's just not what the world would view as creativity. Right. I view creativity the same way as I would view worship. Like you're constantly worshiping something. Yeah. And I think you're constantly creating something. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, just do it. Do everything as if you're doing it unto the Lord. So if you're making a turkey sandwich for lunch while you listen to this, yeah. like, man, make the <laughs> best turkey sandwich you possibly yeah. can. And uh, if you're working out right now, like, man, the, go for the best run that you possibly yeah. can go for. And I think just doing everything with the most excellence that you can, um, I think you'll realize how much of a creator you actually are and how much, how much, uh, I don't want to say this wrong, how, like, how much control you actually have to create yeah. in the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, I don't feel like I have anything better to say after that. So <laughs> I think that's as good a time as yeah. any to, to wind down. So uh, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate you letting me come in and talk to a human in person. So yeah. thank you. It's been a while, but I, I just sit down with my two-year-old son normally and just tell him deep things. Yeah. And he goes, okay, Dada, yep. <laughs> cookie, cookie. <laughs> sure, uh, here, bud, here's here a cookie. Go. Thanks for listening to me. Yeah, yeah. He's, that, yeah, Levi's been my, my counselor lately. Yep. Here's a raisin. Now listen to me for a few minutes. Here's another right. raisin. Right, uh, yeah. And he'll be like, he's he's starting to notice emotion. So he'll be like, Daddy's sad? Daddy's silly. Daddy crying. You know, like yeah. he just will say what he's seeing. Yeah. So, yep, uh, good times. That's so Love good. kids. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> they're great when they're yours. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I uh, thanks again for joining us, yeah. and we will see you guys uh, or hear from you'll You'll hear from us at some point in the near future. So uh, we love you 3,000, and we'll see you soon.